starting with a posture that is at ease, helping the body to feel relaxed and stable and upright. And then taking a few deep breaths, helping your mind let go, find ease. And begin by inviting a sense of spaciousness, relaxation, ease, and contentment. Inviting the mind to be simple. And see if you can begin settling your attention into your body, gently inviting your awareness to settle in, feel the home base of the body. It's helpful not to pounce on or latch on to the breath. As you begin a session, see what you can do to invite these states of mind to come, relaxation, spaciousness, feeling at ease, See if you can begin to connect to your body in a way that brings contentment. Resting your attention with interest and ease and contentment with whatever you're feeling as you guide your attention down into the body.
And as you're beginning to settle in, as you open up to your body, see where the sensations connected to your breathing are the most obvious, the ones that are easiest to connect to. For some, it's up in your nostrils, your upper lip. For some, it might be in the back of your throat. For others, it's the way your shoulders rise and fall, or the way your chest expands and relaxes. For others, it's a little further down. You feel it in your belly. Pressure and expansion and then relaxation. And so you're opening up to your whole body, but letting your attention find a home base wherever the breathing sensations are most obvious. You can make them central to your body awareness. inviting your mind to be content and relaxed with this very simple activity of feeling one breath come in and one breath roll out.
and from a basis of relaxed contentment. See if you can arouse just a slight curiosity and interest, a slight delight in being with the breath, inviting your mind to be a little brighter, a little more engaged with the sensations as they arise, bringing further intimacy with breathing. When thoughts arise and you realize it, 
you've lost contact with the breath. You put them aside, let go of any interest, and reconnect to the sensations you feel as you breathe in and breathe out. And with a basis of relaxation and contentment, brightened by interest and enjoyment of the breath, you can add in a little more care, a little more firmness to stay connected to the breath. guiding the attention towards the breath so it doesn't wander so easily, sustaining your attention with the breath, not with force, not with willpower, but with that basis of contentment and interest
Some people find it helpful to quietly whisper inside the word in as you breathe in and out as you breathe out so that the majority of your attention is staying intimately connected with your breath. But you have this gentle reminder to keep the breath as a preference and see if you can follow the breath all the way through one inhale and then stay with it through one exhale. And so play with that. And if it's not helpful, uh, please drop it.
you might take a moment and look at the quality of your mind and heart and see if they still have that basis of ease and contentment, not trying to gain or strive for something else, but inviting the mind to be fulfilled and relaxed with the simple act of breathing.
just want to say something brief about um, body pain, and then we'll open for just a few questions. Um, when we're trying to develop a strong relationship with something specific like the breath, if the body starts feeling a lot of pain, uh, there can be a strain in that. Your attention will be drawn to the pain, and you can have a developed frustration, um, trying to be with the breath, and a struggle can ensue. And maybe in other retreats we would turn our attention towards the pain. Here, um, you, you might use the, the onset of something like pain to clarify and strengthen your relationship to the breath so you aren't distracted. But if you start feeling that there's body pain uh, and it's really undermining your connection to the breath, then, uh, and if shifting your posture would help, then very quietly and slowly do shift your posture. That might look like just a moment of stretching and working something out. It might mean coming to standing, especially on the first day as we get used to it, the being on retreat, and then sitting back down again. It's helpful for the whole room if it remains still uh, so that people's attention aren't being pulled by a lot of sound or motion. But we're going to balance that with trying to keep the body uh, as happy as it can be to support that um, sense of well-being and ease. Are there any uh, questions about the instruction? So his question was what to do uh, when the breath becomes hard to connect to. Maybe it's shallow or uh, for other times it might be short. Um, so it's not, a, it's not a very clear object. <clears throat> what you want to do in that time, the first thing to do is to invite your mind to be a little more relaxed that you could find a shallow breath. That sometimes when the mind gets calm, the breathing gets calm. And so uh, your, whatever your natural breath is, you want to keep guiding your attention. And that can be a point of uh, frustration or disorientation as the breath becomes subtle for some people. Then it's like, I don't even know where to land. I look in my body and it's hardly even happening sometimes, or it's so shallow. And we could play a game where I could keep talking quieter and quieter, and you'd have to lean in a little bit to hear it. And what's happening is you're just taking more of your attention and applying it to really track what's happening. And then I could say, well, can you hear me now? How about now? And each time you have to be a little more quiet to actually match what's happening with the breath. So that's the, that's the first thing. Every now and then, you could take uh, a breath in, kind of relax the body, shake off anything about accumulating or a struggle, if there's any tension. And that would kind of re-clarify, like, oh, okay, there it is. 
I haven't stopped breathing. There it is. But that would be a secondary thing. The first thing is to keep guiding your attention to be intimate with the breath no matter what's happening. And sometimes the breath does get quite quiet. Yeah. I find sometimes it's hard um, when I observe the breath, I feel like I'm starting to control it. <laughs> so he said that sometimes when he observes the breath, he feels a sense of controlling the breath. And that, that's also common as we get very intimate with the breath. The breath happens to be something we can control. So as we bring our attention into it, maybe we're finding that um, even as I begin to sometimes count my breathing, I m- match my breathing to the counting, to the pace I like to count, and suddenly I'm not watching a natural breath. The first thing to do is, one, just notice it. And if you can, just kind of, if it's light, you kind of just let it be. The second is to, um, you might just explore if there's a tiny motivation around controlling it, but that's just to see if there's, there's something that you might have an agenda. But if not, if it's just sort of a, a reflexive controlling relationship, sometimes I open my attention up, I keep it in the body, I don't turn my attention to something else, it's more just resting back, getting a slightly bigger perspective where I can feel my shoulders, I can feel my legs. I'm still aware of the breath, but I give myself a, uh, body sensations that I can't control. So I'm still in the neighborhood of the body. And that, um, that breaks that, uh, that fascination and slight controlling and manipulating of the breath because you can't really manipulate the coolness in my hands. That's not something I can produce. And then I recover the, the perspective if I've gotten a little lost in control, bringing your attention to a part of the body that you're not controlling, can kind of recalibrate, oh yeah, I don't need to control this. I can actually relax again into the natural rhythm. And then then bring your attention back where the breath can be central again. One more question. You know, like it went during your jobs or... Um, Sally will talk a little bit about that with the walking meditation. But <clears throat> um, you can get breath fatigue, but it's actually something we're going to be doing all through the day is keeping a relationship to the breath, no matter what the activity is. And it's a whole art form of how you can find the breath while you're washing dishes or find the breath when you're vacuuming or showering. It's like, it can feel like two things. And, but there is a way that um, the breath can become central. And so you're kind of sitting in the flow of the breath and then some part of your attention is keeping track of things outside. And then sometimes the breath does have to become a little more remote because you really do need to use your attention to problem solve something. But that whole in and out uh, and proportions with the breath um, this is an art form we're going to accumulate over the days we're here. So just a, a few announcements. Um, we're going to begin the, uh, the one-on-one meetings with you all tomorrow. So half of you will be seen tomorrow and the other half the day after, just so you know the rhythm of that.
Um, a few little things. Um, the schedule uh, late tonight. Um, um, we have it written at originally at nine forty-five. The last sitting would end, but um, it will end at nine thirty. Just know that. Um, a little note about um, writing notes that uh, is going to be very helpful to your mind if you take a. Um, it's a nice thing about the concentration is you really can become very uh, black and white about it. Just be with the breath, and if the mind is into uh, speculations and you have questions about this or that. Let them go. Let them go and just refine the breath. So the notes, if you write them, they're really just about logistics, arranging meetings or not, or if there's something that feels really alarming happening. But besides that, um, it's very hard to teach through note. So letting go of the, um, the speculations and questions about the practice through notes and keeping them around logistics or emergencies. Any other announcements? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, on the schedule, we have uh, the loving kindness or metta practice in the late afternoon every day. Um, today is going to just be another uh, guidance um, around uh, breathing. Uh, so we won't do metta today, but we'll begin tomorrow. Okay. Thanks for your practice. And just another note to follow on from the integration practice at the sitting at 11.30, at the end of that sitting, just before lunch, it's an hour-long sitting, we'll end it a little early, there'll be some instructions on uh, staying with the practice during the eating, uh, during lunch, during the mealtime, so please come to that sitting, so there'll be some more instruction on balancing breath and other activities. But I wanted to take a few moments now to talk about doing walking meditation on this retreat. All of you have sat retreats before and so are probably used to this kind of schedule of sitting and walking um, and perhaps have even found a lot of what we've said so far, even at this early point in the retreat, somewhat familiar. But perhaps not. Perhaps you can already detect the different um, emphasis or intention that will be guiding you in the practice, this retreat. Um, If we we understand mindfulness, the definition of mindfulness is just being knowing what's happening. This is what we're doing here on this retreat. We're applying mindfulness. We're developing the mental factor of mindfulness. But we're turning it particularly to knowing what's happening in regards to the breath. And this will be a through line that we'll be following throughout the whole retreat is this framing or referencing, always putting our experience in relationship to the breath. The main thing we want to do in cultivating this kind of practice is not to get into a struggle about this. Most of you are used to doing more standard mindfulness retreats. We also call vipassana retreats where you're open to changing objects and to have this sense of collecting and unifying the mind just around the breath can feel like a narrowing or a 
um, a challenge at times in practice and really want to um, try to not get into that kind of struggle. And so to invite a really easy way of coming into this practice, just as we've already pointed to in the various guidings that have happened so far, you start where you are. So you often start with a very open awareness of the full body and then let the breath come to you, let the breath reveal itself. The attitude we want to have in this practice is not like we're drowning in the ocean and the breath is a life preserver and we're just hanging onto it for dear life, but it's more like we're the fish swimming in the ocean and the breath is the water that we're breathing. It's there. It's always there, hopefully, still breathing. Uh, We just need to find a place of connection with it, a place of contact, a place of opening to the breath. So it's really this invitation to keep finding the breath, allowing the breath to come to you in whatever you're doing, and letting that be a very gentle kind of relationship that gets developed. So the same thing happens in the walking meditation. Many of you are used to doing walking, you've heard the instructions, you know, we often talk about lifting, moving, placing, that the emphasis is on the sensations in the feet or the legs. Um, this, is a, this is about creating a different kind of walking practice. So again, in not making a struggle, you might find that your attention naturally goes to uh, the sensations of the body and the legs and the feet in walking. That's okay. We just find the breath within that. So just keep coming back to finding that connection. And gradually, what in this, the early days of the retreat I would encourage is what I call a 50-50 balance, where 50% of your awareness is with the body, and it could be a, an open kind of awareness, a very relaxed, full awareness of the body as you're moving in the walking. Um, or it could be more precise. You might be noticing the lifting, moving, placing, or the pressure, or whatever. But 50% of your attention is also with the breath. So there's that sense of taking the breath with you as you walk, that the breath is included in this awareness of walking. And what we'll be doing, or what you'll be doing over these days, is playing with that balance. And it might gradually get to where it's all breath. There's just awareness of breath, even as you're going through these different activities of the day, obviously in the sitting, but in the walking, in the in-between times, in your yogi job. And it's really finding the appropriate balance so the mind feels connected and and relaxed and at ease in that relationship. So again, really noticing when the mind gets it all tight, trying to hang on to the breath, trying to have some agenda, really recognizing that as a hindrance to this practice and seeing if through some opening or relaxing or softening or rebalancing that you can invite a connection with the breath that's very gentle, harmonious, relaxed, and easy. This is actually a huge part of this practice, and, it, and we're a real place of learning. So it's not like in, in going through this kind of calibration that you're treading time until you get to having the right relationship with the breath, but actually the training of learning how to do that in a skillful and a gentle way is a huge part of this practice, is a a big part of this training. So really to take the time to be curious about this, and this is one of the other qualities that I invite you to bring to this walking meditation, is curiosity, investigation. 
what would help you get interested or connected to the breath right now? What would that look like? How would it feel in the body? Would it be a, a, a narrower kind of focus or a more spacious focus? And that, of course, will change over each walking period, over the days of the retreat. If you're paying attention to the breath at the nostrils, that can be very subtle at times, as someone already mentioned. Actually, the breath can get subtle in any way you pay attention to, but particularly at the nostrils. So again, you might want to experiment with a a broader awareness of the breath in the walking, perhaps to begin with. There's no right way to do this. We're not trying to hang on to any particular relationship with the breath, any particular way of being with the breath, but just a continuity of connection to the simplicity of the in-breath and the out-breath. So each of you will find your different way of doing that. It's really helped by the form of the walking, just as we do on other retreats, where you find your walking place. And whether it's 10 or 20 or 30 steps, doesn't matter so much. And then you find, and you just stand at the beginning of the walking period, the beginning of taking one path, And get connected, be in your body, feel the breath. And then, as I said, take the breath with you as you begin to walk and find the right pace. You might find that different paces serve you at different times. You can still do what we call a three-speed walking where you begin at a little more natural pace. It's perhaps a little slower than you might normally walk, but you definitely have a feeling of connecting to the movement of the body, but you're really there with the breath. And then naturally, as you ease into the practice, you find you slow down a little. It's a little more measured, a little more connected. And then you might find towards the end of the walking period, it's a very slow, very um, methodical kind of pace that you're at. I find, I, I usually find somewhere in the middle ground of that range that I like to do walking meditation in this practice. And I usually do coordinate the steps a little bit with the breath. Again, you can experiment with what that might look like for you. You don't want to get tight about it. As Temple said, in the counting, you don't want to let the steps be dictating the breath. But to find some natural rhythm that supports this connection with the breath as you're doing the walking practice. So it's an experiment. It's an exploration. We'll talk more about this, and, and you'll naturally do your own refining as you go through these days of practice. What, what this next walking period looks like, will be ver- it'll look very different in a day or three days or ten days or whatever. So not to kind of fix on to some idea of what it should look like or feel like, but this invitation to just keep coming back and connecting. If you find you've really gotten lost and distracted Better just to stop, just to take a moment, stop wherever you are, and do that kind of recalibrating. Invite the awareness back into the body, invite a sense of relaxation, make that connection with the breath, and then in that more integrated way, begin the walking again with with some kind of clarity. And we'll talk more about continuity in the in-between times. You don't want to put a lot of... um, You don't want to be over-efforting at this point in the retreat. We will be emphasizing continuity and carrying the breath with you in every activity. But as Temple also said, you, you can get breath fatigue, so you don't want to be tight around this. Really, it is the art of wise effort. This is so much what we'll be talking about this week. So in the walking meditation, it's a wonderful way to, um, 
begin that practice of balancing wise effort, what will help me meet this moment in my experience of the body with the breath there in, in the awareness, in the mindfulness. So it's all about just an inclining of the mind, inclining of the mind towards the breath, a preferring of the breath. Lots of objects will arise as they do in walking, sights and sounds. And it's not as though we have to be rigidly you know, denying them. But with this sense of the practice of guarding the sense doors, it's a lot about saying not now, or really, as I said, preferring the breath, letting the breath come with you as you walk in this in a, in a very gentle kind of way. Any questions about the walking practice? Okay, so we have about 45 minutes for walking. I think the managers probably gave the instructions. We have two walking halls if you want to walk inside. Sometimes for um, concentration, walking inside is actually helpful because it is a little a simpler environment. You can feel a sense of clarity or containment. But at other times, it's really helpful just to be outside in nature and feel that sense of spaciousness. You really want to be noticing if the mind is getting tight. This is, this is the major hindrance, tightness and restlessness. So if that's happening, to be outside, be a little spacious with the breath and the practice is really helpful. So again, it's a lot about balancing what would serve your practice at this point in the retreat. Okay, have a wonderful walking period. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.